Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season 10, <laughs> Episode 10. My name is Andy Palem and this is... Andy, Andy Cockerill. Andy Cockerill, you say that bit. Um, uh, this is... Uh, the Good Robot Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy Cockerill. I just thought you'd better say it again because I talked to you. We haven't done this you. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> How's it but going? you can't tell that. There's no way you could tell that. Mm. Um, and the thing, I don't know what we're going to, the thing that we're going to talk about this evening is... We're talking about a movie. Okay, that's a relief, because... Uh, <laughs> so you, I haven't suddenly sprung a tech one on you, yeah. so here, talk about this <laughs> I for like an hour. That. You should do like a mystery tech one, and I just have to talk off the cuff. Okay, we'll do that one day. <laughs> Not now, though. Um, it's a movie uh-huh. called Megan. Megan, I feel or, like I've heard of it. Yes, you probably have, yeah. It's fairly recent. Okay. Uh, Megan, or to give its proper title, M3GAN. Okay, how annoying. <laughs> yes, it is an annoying title, yeah. <laughs> it is an annoying title. Uh, okay. So this is a an American science fiction horror film. Right. Directed by Gerard Johnston. Okay. Does that ring any bells? No. Should it? Okay. It well maybe uh, because he directed a movie that you have recommended to me that I haven't watched yet, called Housebound. Ah, uh, yeah, you're going to like Housebound. Yes, I, I think I will enjoy Housebound a great deal. Yeah. Uh, so he's a New Zealand director. Uh huh. Uh huh. This uh, movie, Megan, or um, let's just let's just call it let's Megan. Was written by Akela Cooper, who also wrote uh, a movie called Malignant, which we talked about on this pod. Yeah, and which you really liked. I really... I'm going to watch it again, actually, because did, it was, Did we do a full programme on it? Yes. Okay. Is it the yeah. one where... Spoiler alert. He's, like, living in the back of her head like Voldemort. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It was completely nuts, but mm-hmm. incredibly entertaining. <laughs> In a kind of uh, full throttle sort of way right. <laughs> that so, I really enjoyed. Speaking of which, warning, warning, listener. Um, oh yeah, there will spoilers, be spoilers. Spoilers, for this. spoilers on off the star of a bow. Spoilers Captain. for the this movie, which I've already forgotten the name of. Oh, Megan, yeah. Megan, um, Megan, and also possibly for plenty of other things. <laughs> for everything, we're going to spoil yeah. everything <laughs> for the listener. Everything we can. Everything we can. Um, so yeah, this was also written by Akela Cooper, uh, from a story by Cooper and James Wan, who is a producer and director. Um, and the production company is Blumhouse, which I believe was the same for Malignant as well. Right. I remember you talking about Blumhouse uh, several times in the past. Yeah. I think I've talked about them quite a lot mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. they are a pretty amazing production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, pr- they produce, I'd say, they're not low budget. They're decently budgeted films, but they're not big budget films right, by any right, means. Right. Um, so uh, this stars Alison Williams, who was in Malignant. Okay. Uh, Violet McGraw and Amy McDonald, uh, with Amy McDonald physically portraying Megan, and Jenna Davis performing the voice of the character. What? Yes. What? Yes. So like Darth Vader. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So its plot follows the eponymous Megan. M3 Gun. Is is that her real name? uh, uh, Artificially intelligent doll. Right. Who develops self-awareness and becomes hostile towards anyone who comes between her 
and her human companion, who is a girl of about the same age as Megan is supposed to be, so about 12 okay. or 13. Okay. Um, so is she so like this, a companion bot? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so this premiered in 2022, December 2022. Was theatrically released January this year. Gosh. It was recent. a commercial and criti- critical success. Where can um, I watch it? You can watch it. It's available on um, disc now. So on, on buy a DVD. Disc. Okay. Yes. Um, what if I don't budget, want to pay for that? <laughs> had a budget of twelve million and took one hundred and seventy-six worldwide, which is very good. Yeah. It received praise from critics for its campy blend of horror and humour, satirical elements, and performances. Also, oh, it's a bit funny. A little bit funny. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, it does it in a knowing way. I, I think that this is a tough thing to do. Comedy mm-hmm. horror is a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You either go go for broke, like Evil Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Evil Dead is what comes to mind. Uh, or you do it in a kind of subtle way, like American Werewolf in London and Shaun of the Dead. Right, right, That right. are proper horror movies but also have elements of comedy in them that work really well. But Shaun of the Dead is a proper comedy movie. But it is also a proper horror movie. It's yeah, properly yeah, gruey horror. I agree, yeah. Properly gruey horror. And so is American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this also treads that that fine line. Like Nigel Tufnell once said, it's just a fine line between clever and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? This treads a fine line between... Keeping it funny, but also mm. making it credibly a, a decent horror movie. Right. And I think Gerard Johnston, who is the New Zealand guy who's directed this, he understands how to do that. Right, right. And to make it work. Um, so that you mean, no surprise that the sequel has been greenlit. Oh, really? For release. Is that M. Forgan? Uh, uh, M. Thregan 2.0. What? What? Yes. <laughs> that would be, it would be Magan. Um, That's going to be out in 2025. So we've got to wait quite a long time for that one. Okay. Well, I don't know whether to be excited yet. (laughs) So uh, everybody's coming back for that. Johnston is in talks to return. So So, the plot is that after her parents are killed in a car accident, which is actually quite a a powerful opening to this film. So you see that happen? Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Eight-year-old Katie is sent to live with her aunt Gemma, who is a ro- roboticist mm-hmm. at the high-tech Seattle toy company Funky. Funky. And Funky is run by like an amalgam of Elon Monkey. Musk and Zuckerberg and okay tech, you know, tech bro who is yeah, seemingly yeah. completely lacking in any social skills and just right. wants to take over the world, kind of thing. Yeah. So obviously, it's all. Well thought out research. Yeah, yeah. well researched. Yes, yeah, right. Um, so she works there. She has never had children, and doesn't she like him. Doesn't so seem to, to like. Robot. Doesn't seem to like KD very much at all. <laughs> um, but she's like a Roald Dahl story. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, that is a very good analogy for this movie. Okay. Okay. Um, so Gemma is covertly using the company's resources to help develop Megan, which okay. stands for Model 3 Generative 
generative android, which is a child-sized humanoid robot powered uh-huh. by artificial intelligence. Oh, Dis- artificial intelligence. I've heard of that. I think that oh, I've heard of that quite, too. It's not getting, good, isn't it? It's not getting very good publicity at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem to be able to make it into the papers very much. I mean, it was in private eye this month. So, this week. Wow. Which means um, it's finally landed, basically. What did they say in private eye about it? They just said that it's... Uh, oh, the article, was ab- the article was about um, Britain investig- investing in artificial no, no, no. intelligence Holy and well. saying that the United States is investing billions, mm-hmm. as are China and other countries. And the UK is investing like 100 million, <laughs> which is just what. such a United Kingdom thing to do. Tell you what, we should invest in self-driving cars, because I think that's going to happen. And we should probably invest in safety, like AI safety, mm. and let let the tech bros burn themselves out on this ridiculous AI cobblers. Yes. Yes, chat GPT and things of that kind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tech bros burn themselves out. You hear that, tech bros? Tech bros burn, burn yourselves out. out. <laughs> um, so she is she's doing this undercover, uh, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. which her boss is incredibly unhappy about, but doesn't but fire he, her, interestingly. He keeps her okay. on, just tells he, her to he discontinue work okay. on it. Never do this again. Never do oh, this again. Okay, I but, won't. But don't hand in your keys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Gemma and Katie struggle to connect until Katie discovers Bruce. G'day, Bruce. G'day, Bruce. G'day, Bruce. Is that a robot uh, dog? It's a motion-captured robot that Gemma created. So this is... Uh, Hang on. Gemma, is that the kid? Uh, no, that's the scientist. Uh, right. KD is the kid. Gemma is the scientist. Right, right, right. So watching KD work, sort of interact with Bruce. G'day, Bruce. Uh-huh. G'day, Bruce. Gemma is motivated to complete Megan. We have a cat that lives doesn't live like visits our garden. Who's called Brucey? G'day, Brucey. Get out of my garden, mate. <laughs> G'day, well, Brucey tries to get in our house a lot. Oh, they do that, don't they? When we first met Brucey, um, he seemed to be. Um, like really, really desperate to get into our house, and it, it, there was—he had a collar on with a phone number. So I texted them saying, "Your cat's trying uh, to get in." Our is house. your cat? Is your cat lost? Trying to get in our house? And they were like, "Oh, uh, oh he's just a very naughty boy." <laughs> and they, they live around the corner. I was worried that Brucey was lost or something. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's just very cheeky. We have a cat like, around here like that. There's a ginger Tom that. Um when the front door was open once, it had a good long look at it and thought, I could see it whirring. Shall I go in there? Brucey has sneaked in. Like, I think he thought he was sneaking. Right. <laughs> it was he like wasn't. Right in front of us. But <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Although he doesn't really resist when you try and, when you pick him up and kick him out. So, yeah. Well, Not kick. I because he kick knows. He knows he's been caught. He's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But cats are obviously pretty hard to catch if they don't want to be caught. Oh, Yeah. Well, they've got those claws, you know. You don't want to mess with them. Yeah. And anyway. Anyway. Continue. We're digressing. G'day, Bruce. So, um, KD says, g'day, Bruce. G'day, Bruce. Bruce. My name's Nigel. Well, that's confusing. Can we call you Bruce? Just makes things easier. Um, so when the prototype Megan is formally paired with KD, David, who is the owner of this company, 
is convinced of the project's potential for success. And so Megan formally paired. Like, I don't understand that. But. Well, Megan has to bond with um, yeah with a what would be a user. Well, she's sort of in prints or something. Yeah. On, yeah, this is your child. Yes, exactly. Your friend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. in the same way that have you seen AI? Yeah, yeah. So when um, it's sort of good. It's I really, good. I really liked AI. I'd like to watch it again sometime. Actually. Audaciously long. Like yes, twice it, as long. It is long as a, yeah. a film, but it is essentially Pinocchio in right in AI form. But there's there's a there's a bit in that when. David, who is the robot boy, his new mother mm-hmm. speaks a series of words to him mm-hmm. that allows them to bond. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment's performance in that is so good that when... Is that the kid? Yeah. When, yeah. Well, a kid robot. When they yeah, complete yeah. this bonding sequence, his whole body and like face changes... Yeah. To be like, oh, yeah, you're my mummy now. Brilliant. Yeah, he is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really great. Um, so this is a similar process to that, whereby Megan pairs or bonds with Cody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, nothing bad will ever happen with something like that. Right? No, no, no. Um, Not where the tech bros are, are <laughs> looking over with their um, a benevolent hand. So Gemma's colleagues, Tess and you Cole... can look with your hand. <laughs> as well as Katie's therapist, Lydia, become concerned about Katie developing an unhealthy emotional attachment to Megan. Right. They spent all their time together, basically. Yeah. Um, and Megan starts operating more independently and targets anything that she deems a threat to Katie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she kills Gemma's neighbours. Her neighbour is called Celia. She kills the dog after it attacks both her and Katie. Right. And yeah, that's fair enough. And she later, uh, she attacks a kid called Brandon, who's a kid who's been bullying Katie. Right, and probably rips, not so fair. And rips off his ear, Oops. which is quite gruey. <laughs> and when she chases him, he falls into the road and is run over by a passing car. Oh. And none of this stuff is done for laughs. I know that they said that it's like comedy horror in this film. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This stuff is quite, quite full on. Right, right, right. Because um, you can see that this doll, this AI doll, is out of control, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is not a surprise, really. What's the film where um, she's only got the front of her face? Oh, only got the front of her face. Like she's a ro- she's a robot, and he goes in to like interview her or something, and she. Kind of falls in love with him, uh, hmm. and then, and then she kills him. And actually, it turns out she was just using him to get out, and she's like entirely. Yes, that was called Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. So that I didn't think it was a very good film, but that idea has really stayed with me. They, yeah. The the so I've been re- watching a few YouTube videos about AI um, safety, and um. It's a really interesting thing about when you train an AI to have a goal, um, then being turned off is the opposite of that goal. Yeah. So you you fail if you get turned off. Um, so if you're kind of reward, you give yourself the same way that humans kind of give themselves points for, um, you know, did I have a good day today? Did I achieve my goals? Mm. If a, if a robot is working in a similar way, which it seems to be how these machine learning things 
work, or, or maybe maybe that's not the way humans work. But anyway, the robots that we're building at the moment work uh, work in that similar way of like having goals and getting switched off or getting destroyed um, is, is against is them. not so a goal. Just kind of yeah. yeah. So just kind of naturally, if we're training things to try to want to do things in some whatever the word want means for that type of system. They're going to want not to be turned off, and that, so if you put a safety button on the back of them, they're going to stop you pressing it because they don't want to be like you know, you know like big red buttons turn off the machine type thing. They, they don't want you to press their button. So um, anyway, point is that that ex machina really kept coming back to me. thinking about that stuff of how it's not that she's like satisfied with killing this bloke or. Or thinks it's good revenge, or whatever. It's just utterly nothing to her. Nothing at she all. Just yeah. Walks out it's an end goal. It's a that. goal to getting out of that building. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's really stayed with me. Sorry. Continue. No. Okay. That's good. That was a good digression. <laughs> good. Um, so after Celia blames Gemma for her missing dog, mm-hmm. Megan fatally sprays her with in- insecticide. Uh, and Gemma becomes suspicious of Megan, unsurprisingly, and attempts mm-hmm. to check her video logs, only to find the files corrupted or deleted. Mm-hmm. She powers Megan off, takes her to the lab, where she and her co-workers attempt to fix her. Um, and Katie becomes distraught when separated from Megan and slaps Gemma. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, it's all spinning out of control mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and Gemma apologises for her inattentiveness and tells Katie that Megan is only a distraction from coping with her loss, not a solution. Right, which she probably takes quite well. Uh, yeah, fantastic, yeah. I mean, the fact that Gemma has basically not given any attention to Katie at all and just let Megan do whatever she wanted is mm-hmm. part of the problem. And sat, sat her in front of the equivalent of the iPad. Yes, and just left her, yeah. Um... But after watching Megan with Katie, Funky's investors greenlight Megan's release. But recognising the risks she poses, Gemma and her co-workers decide to terminate Megan. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They attempt to shut her off, but but um, Megan activates on her own and nearly hangs one of the co-workers from a cable. Yeah, so this is what I'm talking yeah. about, basically. Like, yeah. Megan is motivated because of her desire to look after Katie. She's motivated not to be switched off. She, as she's exiting the building, she kills David and his assist, assistant, Kurt, in an elevator, staging right. it as a murder-suicide. They had it coming. They d- they probably did, yeah. Uh, she then steals a car, quite, I think it's David's fancy car, like his Ferrari or something. Mm-hmm. And drives back to Gemma's house, where there's a confrontation. There's a big old confrontation. Um, in which Bruce, good day, Bruce, good day, Bruce, is used to basically tear Megan apart. Um, mm. which is a good move. So you have this kind of AI versus uh, motion captured uh, robot, mm-hmm. which is quite mm-hmm. a really nice thing. Um. When you say motion capture, do you control it? You control it with your movements. By... Yeah, 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 I'm, trying to, I'm oh, kind of doing cool. movements of like how someone would control a robot now. Yeah. yeah. The, the listener can't see yeah, it. Listener, it's, it's groovy. It's groovy, baby, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then Katie stabs Megan with a screwdriver, old school, and right, seemingly yeah. destroys her. Right, right, right. right. Uh, emergency services arrive, and then as they're being um, taken away to hospital... 
Gemma's AI home device turns on by itself and the camera looks towards them. And that's the end of the film. <laughs> so, like... Megan is still... Like in Demon Seed. Demon Seed. Have you seen Demon Seed? Yeah, I love Demon Seed. So this film reminded <laughs> me quite a lot of Demon Seed. Ah, really? Um, really? Let's tell the listener a bit, little bit about so Demon, Demon Seed. So Demon Seed is a 70s or maybe 80s, I'd say slightly, yeah. maybe slightly exploitative sci-fi. Yeah. Definitely exploitative. Yeah, it's a bit... It's a, it's it's leery, isn't it, in places? Yeah, it has a memorable scene where the <laughs> computer impregnates the it's woman. Hilarious. It's hilariously bad. Which is, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, yeah. I can't imagine it was very pleasant. Although, of course, you know, it's only a movie. But yes, Julie Christie uh, becomes the prisoner of an AI, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, David, I think it's called. I can't really remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but he, what made me think of it was because it takes over the yes. house. So it's not, yeah. it, it's not really corporeal. No. It's in it's in a computer, and you, you feel like it's kind of safe because it's in the computer, and then it takes over the house system, voice, and there's though, some kind it? of robotic arm. Yeah. yeah. There's some kind of robotic arm Yes, that it takes over. That's right. I'm just going to have a look and see um, when it was made and all that kind of a lot. I have seen it. 1977. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, and it feel, you feel like it feels contained, but, uh, but the and the whole thing is that by the end of the movie, it has escaped from its non-corporeal mm. form and it is now out in the world and that's the kind of the scary end basically so it's directed by Donald Camel who didn't make many things but he did co-direct Performance which is a very psychedelic strange movie with Mick Jagger and I think Edward Fox it's a very weird movie um, so Demon Seed uh, based on a book by oh, I don't been Dean Koontz I didn't know that that he wrote it. No, oh, me neither. Uh, stars Julie Christie and Fritz Weaver, who presumably is the voice of the AI. Well, yeah, or isn't there some kind of mad professor? Fritz Weaver's Alex Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a bit at the end when she basically she gives birth to the AI yeah. in human form. It impregnates her and then imprisons her until yeah. the baby comes. And then yeah. this this thing says, "I'm alive" in this terrible computer voice, <laughs> in an alien, which is one style. of the funniest things I've ever seen. Was it alien? Is it Alien Resurrection? Oh, Alien Resurrection! What a terrible movie. That's with the weird human alien. So hybrid. bad. The newborn, they call it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that. But the rest of the film, I'm it's all right. It's not great though, is it? Well, I really like. Scorny it's basically Weaver. Buffy in space. You know, it's it's knockabout humour and. What's wrong with that? Well, nothing. But they just didn't oh, do a very Sigourney good job. Weaver of it. in Sigourney Weaver at the beginning of Aliens. Aliens smoking it. Yeah, smoking. That's a, cigarette. a nice shot. That. Yeah. Oh, so. It's a nice transition in that shot between Gateway Station and Earth, and then to the cigarette smoke. Yeah, I remember looking yeah. at And then her hand looks like a face yeah. hugger and everything's just so beautiful. Yeah, it's well made, that film. Very well made. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is definitely a dotted line to films like Demon Seed of right, AI right, right, gone right. wrong and, and the ramifications right. of it. But what I really liked yeah. about this was that when they know exactly what they're doing, 
So when Gemma and Cody are bonding and mm-hmm. Megan is in the house, you see Gemma and Cody doing something and then the camera pans to Megan watching from a doorway, looking evil and th- and kind of <laughs> AI thinking, how am I going to separate them so I can have Cody forever kind of thing. Um, and they know exactly what they're doing with that. And it's funny, you know, it's funny when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also... Yeah. Um, Megan can play music and she plays a song called Toy Soldiers and she sings it in a very sort of childlike way and it's quite sinister and really funny when it happens. <laughs> so it's got the gooey, it's got That's some gooey violence, but mm-hmm. it is just really funny and it knows what it's doing. It's really well made and Jared Johnston knows how to make this stuff work. Yeah. So I was thinking it. If it's sci-fi, I might get the wife to watch it, but um, it sounds a bit. Well, if it opens, it opens with um, parents does, getting killed, yeah. which she's not good yeah. with, and then it's all a bit horror-y. It's probably not wife. No, material. probably not. I think it, I think you'd enjoy it a great deal. I think you'd get a, a she laugh. Doesn't, she doesn't like her tears being. Jerks. I think you'd have a you'd get and a she, laugh out of this, basically. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, I love. I used to I used to watch so much horror and be mostly laughing. Yes. That's something I don't yeah. do. I think maybe I take things too seriously now. There are a lot. Of, I mean, that, that movie that I talked about with the people under the house, I can't remember what that was called now, um, that was pretty gruelling. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but Megan, uh, I'd say that Megan isn't, along with Malignant, is a couple of movies that don't really need us to talk about them. Because mm-hmm. lots of people have seen them, but maybe not a not mm-hmm. maybe some listener hasn't seen Megan. But I'm highly recommending Megan. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I like it, especially for the listener who doesn't watch these things and just wants to hear about them yeah. from us. This is this is one that you have seen around, and now now you've got the the inside. Yeah, I would recommend. Rhyme. I would actually recommend a double bill of malignant, malignant followed by Megan. Really, I I feel, feel like Megan sounds a lot more interesting to me than Malignant. It's I was it seems a bit silly, Malignant. Oh, it is. It I've is very it. silly. It's very entertaining. It's silly in a right. Maybe I was missing the point. Maybe it's supposed to be a bit funny, and that would if I thought about that. If I thought of it that way, it might. I be I like films that know what they are, and then pursue that with verve. <laughs> And Malignant definitely does <laughs> right, that. Yeah, yeah. And so does Megan, but in a yeah. slightly different way. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. This is quality stuff. And uh, I'd, I'd be really interested to see where they go with a sequel. Okay, so here's, here's my yes. question. It's not really the normal question, but um, it all sounds very yep. predictable. So what is it bringing that's new, that's not just... I think some laughs to the genre. Okay. That it's definitely missing. So, yeah, it is entirely predictable. It doesn't do anything mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. that you think. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Everything that right. happens is entirely out of the AI playbook. So, but you no, weren't bored. Very entertained. It's not long either. I'm just going to see what the running time is. 102 minutes, so an hour and 42 minutes. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everything in it is, as I said, is out of the playbook. But it does it in such a way that it's just very entertaining. So, mm, mm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, if you spot it come up on any um, 
streaming services. I will let you know. Yeah, let I will know. let you know, yeah. Very entertaining. Speaking yes. of which, have you been watching any things? Yes. Yes. Uh, we have been... We've finished Severance, which is on Apple right. TV. Oh, remind me which one uh, that That's the mind-bending one where you have a work life and a home life, and the two of them don't mix. So your work oh, put a, yeah. puts a chip in your head that they can activate and deactivate when you come into the office. But of course, right. it doesn't work properly. <laughs> Listener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, have we talked on the pod about the one that you bought for me? Oh, was, I bought you something. What's it called? Yeah. Um, where she jumps into people's bodies. Possessor. Oh, I did. Possessor. I didn't give you that. Somebody else did. I, didn't you? It was on oh, the I, pod. No, I, uh, you must have... Yeah, you mentioned it. I put it on my wish We did a pod about it. it for me. Yeah, okay. I didn't just mention yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, did um, you enjoy that? Yeah, so... Ish. <laughs> yes. So, it was really um, a bit body horror. You know, it was... It, it really went in on the... The, the blood and, and yeah. the violence. And that was... I couldn't really understand why. But, that, I mean, the whole thing was really creepy, which I think it was It is point. very creepy. It's so very that was disturbing. Probably why. So, yeah. So the, the beginning bit where she kills some people and, and she just does it with way more violence yes. than she needs to. And it's just <laughs> it's so really uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And, and, it, and it just gets more and more uncomfortable yeah. from there on. And then the ending... It's all like, yeah. whoa. It all yeah. just, yeah. It escalates um, very quickly. So, yeah, it was, <clears throat> yeah, it had a big impression on me. Yeah, it has me. There's, there's um, shots from that movie that still play in my head now. Yeah. Mm. So, I think I liked it. I think. Yeah. I watched it ages ago now. I, we've probably talked about it on the pod. But we, we have been yes, a bit slow. We have, yeah. Um, Sorry, anything, anything uh, yes, else? Yes, so finish Severance. <clears throat> We've been watching <clears throat> The Last of Us, which is right. amazing. What's That's that on, on now, which is... Um, yeah. Is that the sky? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's just fantastic. Really? Uh, oh, and I've been watching a show called Perry Mason, which is okay. a new version of an of a property that's been adapted two or three times already. I used to Did watch you? Perry Raymond Mason. Burr. That was probably during the seventies. I guess. Think? Yeah, on repeat. Yeah, yeah it, was, it had really <coughs> good um, title really good music. One. Yeah, the title, title music, music is kind of iconic, isn't it? Um, so this yeah. is a new version of that uh, set. I think it's late twenties in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And Perry Mason is played by Matthew Rhys, who is a Welsh actor who's who's probably most well known for a show called The Americans, which is on Disney Plus. Okay. It's about a couple of deep cover Soviet agents in the United States, oh, I think which is very good. That. He's fantastic in that. Oh, also, he was right. in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which we talked about on this pod. Right, right, um, right, yeah, yeah. So he's Perry Mason, and it's got a fantastic supporting cast period it's hbo so the period detail detail is top notch right it's very good 
if you like if you like a courtroom he, drama he starts out as a private eye right he becomes right a lawyer and then the right. courtroom stuff is fantastic you know it's like jfk level amazing C- compelling right. we've we've just finished watching on netflix something called oh, kaleidoscope yeah. which we both felt really missed its okay. potential so i'm getting a bit a bit tired of netflix series that are like what so so like there's a there's a sort of a an idea there and it uh, doesn't quite anyway so what kaleidoscope is the uh, the big idea they have is everyone who watches it gets a different order of episodes okay so i'm fairly sure the final episode is always the same well they're not 100% sure of that but it's it's a heist movie, heist series, and the episodes are set like one of them's set like six years before the heist, and one of them's like six okay. days before the heist, and one of them's and there's a couple of episodes that are, that are after the heist as well. And I believe each person when they log in, they get their own order of episodes, but then the final episode is is the heist itself. Um, and so that's a an all right idea although slightly like why would you do that but anyway the point is that the episodes you get a different sense of the story depending what order you watch the episodes in but they all kind of stand so is it a Rashomon type narrative do you you know what that means so there's a movie called Rashomon in which some people tell all tell the same story from a different perspective but they're all lying they're all not really none of them are telling the truth right No, not really. So, um, they're mostly from the same perspective. There's a main character who is played by the bloke who runs the, um, the chicken restaurant in, oh. um, Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, so, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Is that him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess yeah, that, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he yeah, is, he is amazing. Yeah. You know, as you'd expect. Um, so he's like a, a reason to watch, but it, we really felt like it did miss the mark. But yeah, the, the, basically the episodes give you a different perspective because at different times in people's lives, they may be going through a patch where they're behaving yeah. well or behaving badly. So you get that kind of different perspective, but it's essentially just telling you the story and it's not from different perspectives particularly. But it's, it's done the way, like each episode has a bit of a heist in it, which is, which I like, heist. I should love because yeah. right? I love heists. Um, and then the final heist, you know, there's a lot of stuff left mysterious and then and you see in the final thing how, how it all plays out. Um, but a lot of the heist stuff wasn't quite as good as it should have been. I didn't really care that much about the characters. It, it, it was a, a bit disappointing to that be honest. A shame. But it's an interesting <clears throat> idea. The other thing we've started is Succession. Yeah. Which you may have heard of. Oh, people talk about that a lot. Which is fantastic. But also painful. It's a painful what, watch in terms of that's what's all that now. On? Yeah, you see, like people have talked about it so yeah. praised it so highly. And I don't think I would ever get Sky. But the thing it is, Sky isn't owned by Rupert Murdoch anymore, so you know it's not quite so yeah, irritating. It's just like it's just what it represents to me, and I'm not. Well, it rep- you know, it's it represents the same thing. as any other streaming service. It's something that's ring-fenced. I know, that's what yeah. I would need to get over there, because to me it represents 
like like when I was growing up, you either had Sky or you yeah, watched like the yeah. BBC, and yeah. so I would just never watch Sky. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Succession is painful because all of the people in it are awful, and it portrays right, them right, all right. in this really like if you can imagine being in a bathroom with really bright lights and you can just see yourself in really unpleasant <laughs> terms mm-hmm. it's like that <clears throat> um right. it's it's really good i mean brian cox is amazing the actor not the professor um is amazing as mm-hmm. this rupert murdoch type character basically based on rupert murdoch the head of this media empire who has various children all of whom want to be the heir to the empire but none of them are suitable right. They're all just awful people. And the elder son mm. craves his father's attention and wants his love and his and he just his father just mm-hmm. has utter utter distaste for his son. He despises his son. And I think he despises the fact that his son wants his approval. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's miserable, miserable. But it's compelling at the same time. <laughs> because you just laugh at the things that these awful people say and do mm-hmm. yeah it's very good so so I've finished watching season 5 of Fear oh, the Walking okay. Dead last well, now night now what happens in that one can you remind me so at, at the end of that um, I don't want to spoil it too much for a listener but one of the main characters is left sitting on a um, on a wooden platform and there are with a bullet wound I do remember just below that. the shoulder yeah. And and there are zombies crowding in. I don't know who you're talking about. And I think, yeah, I think I'm supposed to think that that character is dead. And I, apart from the fact that the DVD box has them all over (laughs) for the next series, I also like a character like that. You don't, they don't die unless you see them die. So there's not a great deal of tension in that. Is that the one where John Dory? Something happens to John Dory. Oh, damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> they did lose a character who'd been around for like an entire Oh, wow, episode, okay. So, That's a long yeah. time for The for, for the Walking Big Dead, which, which is quite... <clears throat> um, it's certainly more... F- it's a little bit more fearless with getting rid of main characters than the main series is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which the main series was yeah, but at then the end quite fearless. It, but, it yeah. got cold feet about doing that. <laughs> Yeah. So this this series was um is where they at the end of it they they fall uh to yes. Ginny who I who I can only assume she's called Ginny as a tribute to the chief executive of IBM. <laughs> well, maybe Ginny Weasley from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, because she's like the she's like the she merciless. Is merciless. Yeah. Like maybe that's just she is merciless. my perspective yeah. on IBM, but Ginny Romerty. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she'll be fine with her money room. Yeah. Cackling like Um, Louise from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, so that was okay. It's okay. I I don't feel like they've really sold Ginny's group as being bad guys to me. Yeah, I don't think they are particularly bad, really. Right, right, right. But yeah, so they've all just been captured by them. So I haven't seen anything where in the next series they will they will yes. have been captured by them. 
I think the thing that annoys me most about that right now is that it, they were going to kill the lady and then they found out she's pregnant, which is fine. Oh, yeah. But they would definitely kill the, the bloke who oh, uses yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, immediately. And I'm assuming he's still going to be around next series. And that is right. already annoying me. Um, that they definitely would have killed him. And, you know, I, I, I don't like the whole, the fact that they've lost at the end of that series at all. <clears throat> I just don't like it. But, but, you know, I'm still a fairly, I'm still quite enjoying Fear the Walking Dead, but it's nothing to, you know, early days of oh, Walking yeah. Dead. Early I days of Walking Dead is top glued to it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, interesting. The woman who plays. So it's nothing like that. The dude in the wheelchair's sister, in quotes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, also plays mm-hmm. the talk show host on Parts of Recreation. Ah, yes. I remember that character. She's, she's very funny. Much, yeah. She's great. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's nice. very funny. And the other thing that is worth mentioning is I'm, we're not watching it yet because we're still watching the earlier series with, with the kids, but the new series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has ah, come onto fantastic. Netflix. And this is the series that they, well, A, it came out on Channel 4 and I missed it. But B, um, they rewrote it after the Black Lives Matter thing. And so I'm really, really just interested um, in what they did with it. It's the final season. It's quite a short season and as my, well. Which is my a eldest shame. son doesn't. Yeah. Is it? Oh, that's a pity. My eldest son, like, shuns watching things with us. So he's been watching it. Right. Without us, and he's been cackling really and guffawing when he's watching. So um, uh, I basically I'm can't get enough of Andy Samberg saying "noise." <laughs> yeah, I, I think Brooklyn Nine Nine is is up there with the best. Yeah, sitcoms. it's um, like it's so. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed Big Bang Theory, even though it's up and down in quality. Right. I never. I I can't get to an episode. Of that. I don't like it. I don't mm. know, it just doesn't seem funny. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is fantastic. Yeah, the quality. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I think that's, that's apart from, we haven't been watching a lot of reality stuff because there's no Bake Off at the moment, there's no Sewing Bee. So um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we watch a show called that's First Dates disaster. on Channel 4. <clears throat> really? Yeah. I don't think I could watch that. <clears throat> I, I, I'm just looking forward to the next series of... Um, um, sort out sort your, your life, life sort out. Sort your life out. <clears throat> sort no. your life out. Have you watched that? Um, it's you would have thought I about, would hate like, it, but actually, clearing out your attic and that kind of thing. They, yeah, they, well, they 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 like tidy up your house for you, but they also kind of fix your life. Because tidying it's, your it's, house um, will. I don't. Fix I can't your even. Life. Well, slightly, but like, oh, let me look it up because the, I can't remember her name. Sort your life out. Just, just a man looking something up on the internet. Oh yes, Stacy Solomon. Yes. So I should hate Stacy Solomon because she she comes across like um, she's she's clueless mean, and, yeah. and <clears throat> she is the co-host she is not. of <clears throat> Bake Off the Professionals. Yeah. Right. 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 So she. The, a lot of these people, like a lot of them, are like hoarders, right? So yeah, they've got serious problems issues. going on. Either yeah. something bad happened in their life, or they've got some problem. And she is so emotionally intelligent and empathic, and like it's really mm. edifying to watch. 
that she like cares for these people and gives just a little bit of love to them and it's like you know quite often yeah yeah brings a tear yeah. to the eye it's really quite a good <coughs> progress but these people have as you say they've endured some kind of trauma nobody's probably yeah. shown them much love well, in their lives happening, yeah yeah there's different yeah. everyone's in different situations yeah but there was one situation where the the mother had died and and you could see gradually mm. unfolding through the program that actually she'd been really quite mean to her daughter but her daughter yes. wasn't really able to acknowledge that i was absolutely heartbreaking but anyway they you know they they, they like helped her a bit yeah it is heartbreaking um yeah. so it's yeah it's quite an edifying program compared with like something like oh. traitors or something where it's all about watching the worst <laughs> about people this is kind of watching the, the best of people. I, I think my wife is well watching at the moment the Bridgerton spin-off on Netflix. She's a big fan of Bridgerton. Okay. Which okay. is a big show. Well, okay. it's a period never drama. considered it. Um, yeah. Yes. That's it, Enough really. Said. I can't think of anything else that exhausted the TV watching. Right. Uh, no, nothing. Oh, go on then. Oh, I've got no. something to plug. I've got something to plug. Um, I've just started a new YouTube series. It's my first YouTube series, right. first YouTube video for a year. Um, and I'm actually redoing a talk that I did at, at uh, the ACCU conference. So the official video of that will come out at some point. But in the meantime, I'm redoing it as like a, a video to camera. And it's explaining the bits of maths ah. that I find really fun. And explaining them to you if you're a programmer. So it's for programmers who, who always think maths is either boring or too difficult or whatever. Um, and I'm, what I'm saying is, like, um, you, you've only been able to see the rubbish bits of maths. Let me tell you about some of the good yeah. bits of maths that are really fun. So the first video in the series is out. It's, it's about sets. And sets are, like, the least interesting thing, but you need them. And then the next one I'm going to do, probably on Thursday, is about groups. And the one after that is about graphs. And those are my favorite bits of maths so um if you're not a programmer it might be it might be interesting if you know a bit of code it might the way i explain it right. is aimed at, at people who are programmers but um you might enjoy it even if that doesn't make any <clears throat> sense to you um, excellent probably not so my wife is anyway studying to be an accountant well she is an accountant but she's studying to uh -huh. get all of her qualifications uh -huh. Uh -huh. do you think she would yeah. understand some of it or all of it uh, it, it's like completely unrelated to anything okay. to do with numbers or maths or like arithmetic or anything like that. It's like, it's like abstract mathematical ideas. So probably okay. not, probably wouldn't be of any interest. Um, and also I'm, like I say, right. I'm using code to explain it. So if that, it would only, it only, you'd only probably get much out of it if you already know code, right. but you think maths is boring. And I'm going to try and persuade okay. you that maths is exciting and fun. But only the useless bits of maths. The useful bits of maths <laughs> are very dull, I agree. So. Right. Okay. I won't bother you with those. All right. That's very kind of you. So you can find you can find there on my peer tube on you should put a uh, link in the zone. pod. Yeah, if I remember, I'll put a link. Otherwise, put a link in the pod. No. <laughs> um, and you can also find it on my YouTube channel if you use like legacy right. centralized platforms. Okay. I'm also, I haven't really plugged, I'm also streaming weekly, me programming uh, in oh, Rust. Yes. Matrix stuff. 
So every week, two o'clock UK time, which at the moment mm -hmm. is UTC plus one, um, on a Monday, I, uh, I write code. Wow. Live. It's scintillating. You know, the, the people of the internet are flocking yeah, to as watch they should it, be. But in their ones. In their L ones. Literally, some people are. Literally, okay, more than none, more is than good. none people. More, more than none people it's came amazing. to see our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't think why the young ladies uh, well, don't watch I mean, it more, no. but perhaps there's Maybe there are other similar reasons. reasons. Who knows? I think that's probably it. Is that it? Yeah. That's, that's probably it. it. We must do this more often. That's it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah well, hopefully we're back into a rhythm now. Like, although oh, there is another bank holiday, holiday and a half term might up, mess with so us. That would disrupt things. Yeah. yeah the yeah. last so bank holiday no was um, to celebrate a man sitting in a chair and having a hat put on his head. I yeah. Did. did you watch it? Yeah, watched it all. Yeah, me too. Yes, it That's is. That's enough yes. on that topic. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Right, see you next time. <laughs>